a proud member of the Ear Glue Media family of podcasts. You're listening to Bad Gamers Anonymous, a podcast dedicated to helping gamers not suck. Our two-step program of Sack Up and Get Good can help even the worst gamers just be bad. Crowley reviews the latest titles, news, and issues. Here he is, your host, Bad Gamer Crowley. Get good, scrub. Welcome to Bad Gamers Anonymous, episode 64. We're going to continue the Games We Miss series. Uh, we'll call this part due. We're going to cover Dead Cells a little bit later on in the show. But first, got lots to get to, including a special guest this week. We've got Jason from the Smoking and Drinking in Space podcast. Jason, welcome to Bad Gamers Anonymous. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. We are very glad to have you. Uh, Joe's here, too, everybody. Thanks for coming back, Joe. Hi. Thanks for having me. Ugh. Anyway, uh, Jason, why don't you tell everybody about your podcast, where they can find it? I mean, I've listened to it. It's a really good podcast. It's very interesting. So tell tell the folks about it. Well, thank you. Uh, so our podcast is just a sci-fi podcast from a couple guys who think they know sci-fi. Um, we discuss sci-fi TV series and films every week and put our commentary out there on whether we like it or not. Uh, we think we're funny and we think we're intelligent, so uh, you can pick it up from there and uh, discuss whether we are or not. That, that That's all that matters, isn't it? Is that you think you're funny and intelligent? Well, yeah. I mean, I think so. I think that's all that really matters, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but you can go to uh, smokinganddrinkinginspace.com and pick us up there. We're also on uh, Apple iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podchaser, Blueberry, Anywhere that you can pick up a podcast. Perfect. Well, Jason, again, welcome to the show. We're very happy to have you this week. Thank you. Uh, let's look. Before, I guess before we get into this, Joe, did you get any Christmas cheer yet? I found a little. I put up a tree. It's a tiny little tree. It's the crappiest tree. It fits my Christmas spirit. <laughs> so basically, it's the Charlie Brown tree. Is that what you put up? <laughs> yeah, but it's not even real. It's a fake crappy little tree. Why would you buy? I don't even understand why you would. I didn't buy it. It was in my attic the whole time. <laughs> when you bought the house, there was a tree that came with it, the crappy Charlie Brown tree. I think it was a housewarming gift, maybe. I don't remember. I've put it up like once before. <laughs> Jason, please tell me you have Christmas cheer. I do have Christmas cheer. So Christmas is like one of my favorite times of year. Uh, we've already got the tree up and trimmed, and we're putting up some other decorations uh, this weekend. So Nice. My house is done. Tree's up. Decorations outside are up. I'm done. Now, Jason, do you listen to, to Christmas music before Thanksgiving? That's that's the only question that really matters in all of this. No. Actually, it's kind of a, a Thanksgiving tradition that we start the Christmas music, or I start the Christmas music on Thanksgiving. My family is not as Christmas music-y as I am. See, so. I'm I'm with Jason on this one. Joe, have you listened to A Christmas Carol yet this season? No, and I won't. You're such a Grinch. I don't even, uh, I don't even understand. All right. Well, speaking of Grinch, let's just jump into the dumpster fire that is gaming news this week. The dumpster fire of all dumpster fires, Fallout 76. It is literally on fire in a dumpster somewhere. 
probably many dumpsters. This game is trash. It's just absolute trash. And it keeps getting trashier. So apparently there's a collector's edition, right? And in this collector's edition, you get a, a helmet, I guess. I don't like I, whatever. It, the helmet was supposed to be in a bag, a canvas bag. They advertised it as a canvas bag. In fact, all of the promo pictures for this thing are still a canvas bag. However, it shipped out in just absolute perfect Fallout 76 form with a nylon bag. A terrible nylon bag. It looks like a trash bag. This is a $200 collector's edition. The helmet's supposed to be life-size, and it's life-size if you're an infant. The bag is supposed to be canvas, and it's made out of plastic trash. It's two hundred dollars, man. Yeah, a canvas bag would have been much better. And 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 it's not just about the the change in materials. I mean, that's going to happen. It's how they treated their ultra fans that paid the money to buy this edition when they didn't tell them that they were going to change the materials, and then the the fans come out and and complain, and they basically tell them, "Eh, what are you going to do about it?" Right. Jason brings up a very good example. Uh, apparently, a Reddit user named Alexander D. Large uh, posted screen caps uh, from emails that he had sent back and forth with Bethesda. And here is a, a Bethesda's official response. And I'm getting this from Game Informer. Uh, I'll post the link in show notes so that you guys can go read this article for yourselves. But it says, quote, we are sorry that you aren't happy with the bag. The bag shown in the media was a prototype and was too expensive to make. We aren't planning to do anything about it. End quote. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know why you would treat your most rabid fans and evangelists for your game like this. This is this makes absolutely no marketing sense. Right. There are certainly Fallout 76 fanboys. Cab, I'm looking at you, son. I don't you don't want to treat fanboys like this. All it does it, it, it turns that rabid love for the game that they have into a rabid hatred for everything that this game is and 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 what it should have been and what it isn't. And so I, this is a terrible customer service move. Absolutely preposterous. But just hold on folks because Bethesda tried to make this right. Uh, if you can so call what it they, that well, right. What they did was they gave uh, they said, if you can show proof of purchase that you've collected this two hundred dollar collector's edition, that they will <laughs> they will give you five hundred. What are they called, Joe? Adams. Five hundred atoms of in-game currency. And that breaks down to what, Joe? Five dollars worth of in-game currency. Do you know what you can't? You know what you can't buy in-game with five hundred atoms. You can't buy the costume that comes with the canvas bag you were supposed to get. <laughs> God, that's perfect. It's eight hundred atoms for that costume. Wow, wow, Bethesda just seems to just suck all the way around. Like, oh, they are awful. So this company put out great games, Oblivion, Skyrim, the Fallout series, up to this point. These are great games. These are game of the year type games that we talk about. So Bethesda is is supposed to be one of the better gaming companies around. And instead, they have turned into this dumpster fire of just abysmal customer service, a terrible game. And they're not even self-aware at this point of how terrible they are. 
Oh, yeah, they've definitely dropped the ball on this. I, I'm not sure they're going to be able to recover. I don't know if they will either, which is interesting because they've made money hand over fist to this point. Is anybody going to buy the next game they put out? I don't know how much damage they've done long term. I kind of feel like this game, so much of this game, if you look at it, is clearly copy and pasted from other games. Assets from Skyrim and Fallout show up. Bugs that are in both those games that were never fixed show up. I wonder if uh, Starfield and Elder Scrolls, their next big two, are behind schedule and they just pumped this thing out to have something new on the market. It just feels like thrown together trash. And I don't know if if they're going to have done real damage to their brand name for when the real games come out. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, I'm not sure that it'll damage their other franchises, but this one I think has definitely gotten a black eye. They may be able to pull it out. I mean, they are Bethesda and, and they're, they're a juggernaut in the industry. So they might be able to turn this ship around, but yeah, I would be surprised if, if they get, if they get back to where they really wanted to be. Okay, well, this debacle doesn't go away for them because apparently... It gets worse. They have sent out canvas bags. Now, to be fair, these are not the canvas bags that are advertised for this uh, for, for the uh, collector's edition that they sent out the nylon bags for, but to influencers, quote-unquote, uh, the, uh, the these gaming influencers, they sent out a canvas bag. With their with their uh, collector's editions. Yeah, and a really nice-looking canvas bag that I think they probably should have put in their collector's edition. I mean, the other one, the duffel looks okay, and it would have been fine with canvas, but it looks like trash with nylon. Uh, this is a much better bag. This is a much better bag than, than what they even advertised for, you're right, for the collector's edition. Uh, so it's not a good look, and it just it smacks of being tone-deaf to the community. It's... It's it's man, I don't know what's going on. This I this is such a frustrating thing as somebody who was a big Fallout fan. I'm I mean I'm I'm so happy I didn't buy this game. And there was a there was Me a hot too. minute that I was thinking about pre-ordering this $200 edition because I like helmets. What a mistake I would have made. The, everything about this. You know, I took a second and I went on Amazon and looked at some canvas bags just out of curiosity. And you can get like pretty similar to the bag they gave influencers for about $10 on Amazon. And we're talking a $200 edition and they had to cheap out that hard. It's despicable. Yeah. I, I can't believe that the margins were so thin on that collector's edition that they had to go to a nylon instead of the canvas that they advertised. Yeah, I don't I don't believe that they were that thin. There's no way. This is a collector's edition for a video game. I'm fairly confident their margin was pretty big. Right. Well, let's continue with the uh Fallout 76 just bashing because uh <laughs> they're going to get sued for putting out a dumpster fire of a game. So, uh again, this is from uh, TechSpot uh, and I'll, I'll link this in the show notes as well, but there is a Washington, D.C.-based law firm. Uh, I'm going to slaughter this name, so forgive me because I'm not Italian. Uh, Migliaccio and Rathod, LLP. They say that they are looking into deceptive trade practices from Bethesda. <laughs> right, right. For the for the, the massive gameplay 
bugs that they had whenever they they launched. And then I think they're also looking into the canvas bag debacle. I'm not sure that they have a case here. I don't know that Bethesda intended to do any harm, and I think they've made a good faith effort to make customers whole. Um, and they've probably got some pretty tight legalese in their terms of service that everybody agreed to whenever they downloaded the game. So I'm not sure that there's a, a lawsuit here. It's 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 probably just a, a law firm kind of testing the waters. Yeah, I don't think they've got much to stand on. I mean, Bethesda was intentionally vague about what this game was going to be ahead of time anyway. Nobody knew what this thing was before it launched. It's hard to to make an issue that they bought something you didn't know what you were getting. I I don't think they've got any leg to stand on. Unfortunately, you're both probably correct. But again, this just leaves gamers where? In the middle of an ocean with no boat. We have no recourse against these large corporations that put out dumpster fires of games that are incomplete, that have game-breaking bugs, that have poor customer support, and then we can't return it. When we when we go to the customer service, we get responses like, well, we're not going to do anything about it. Or we get responses like Shiner got from, from EA, which is, yeah, well, if we could wave a, wave a magic wand and fix it, we would. These large companies just don't care because they already have your money and they know legally you have zero recourse as a gamer. Oh, yeah, but we do have a recourse. We can stop buying their future games. We can insist that they start putting out a better product by, you know, withholding our dollars from their future franchises, their future games. Yeah, no, and that's a good point. And I think a lot of gamers did that with Battlefront 2. Yeah. That's the that's my go-to example for gamers coming together for a cause. Uh and EA did, you know, they they didn't about face, but for me and for many gamers it was too little too late. I I won't buy another Battlefront game no matter how good it looks, especially if it's produced by Ryan Johnson. Uh and I I won't uh I won't purchase another EA game. I just won't. I know that's going to limit some of the things that I can review on the podcast. It's going to limit some of the things that I can play. I won't be able to play sports games anymore. But after their, I mean, they've never come out and said there was a problem with the NHL servers. They've never come out and apologized for anything. I'm just done with EA. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are done with EA as well. So EA's got a, just an atrocious track record with customer service and and games coming out buggy. In fact, they've won several times the worst company of the year award with the consumerist. And they should probably win it again. They should definitely <laughs> win it again. Although I thought after the backlash with Battlefront, we would see less of this going forward. But stuff like this, like 70, Fallout 76, the customer service, the outreach, everything about this is just more bad practice. And there's, I mean, huge. This game had a 56 gigabyte day one patch. I That's ridiculous. I don't know if that's really all that uncommon anymore. Though. No, but I that's... That's well, exactly. And that's problematic in the industry as well, not just for them, but in general. I mean, yeah, it's it. It's not uncommon, but it's still ridiculous. Yeah. You, I mean, and if you go out, if you go out and buy the game day one, especially with the way uh, PlayStation and Xbox's server download speeds are, 
you could put that game in your console and not be able to play it. Yeah. Yeah. They're all awful. <laughs> How's that? There's, like, there's they're problems. all like, like it, 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 yeah, and we've we've kind of accepted it, and I think Bethesda especially is known for their bugs. It's like, oh, Bethesda game is going to be buggy at the beginning. I just got to wait a couple weeks. They'll fix it. Yeah, but usually their bugs yeah. have been what I would call like charming bugs. They're silly things that aren't broken. Bugs. But you can still play the game. You can still progress. There's still stuff to do. They're not. They don't break the game. So much of what I'm seeing with that 76 is game breaking people who have not been able to do anything because of um, how badly the bugs are affecting their gameplay or, you know, making their Xbox shut off or whatever it might be. <laughs> right. Or, or, or trying to delete itself or, because it's yeah. like, I'm such a dumpster fire of a game. <laughs> I have to delete myself. <laughs> well, in an effort to not be outdone, Bethesda, uh, uh, Fallout 76 players are also just trash people. They're just garbage human beings. Uh, according to, again, another Eurogamer.net article that I will put in the show notes if you so choose to read it. Uh, they have uh, Fallout 76 uh, and Bethesda, has they have given out lifetime bans uh, to a group of players for a shocking in-game homophobic attack look i don't i there's a couple things that i need to say so trigger warning for all these snowflakes out there there's probably going to be language here you're not going to like you're just going to have to deal with it because we're talking about it in context okay so just just understand that going from this moment for the next 10 15 minutes uh the second thing is is i'm not sure that i agree with what bethesda has done here uh, and, and number three, God only knows how contentious this conversation is going to get. So everybody just hold on to your pants. So, uh, apparently what these guys did, uh, they, they said, and I'm quoting here, uh, we have come to eliminate all the gays. Now fallout 76 uses a, what is called a proximity chat. So whenever you are near somebody in game, you can hear what they are saying. These players, this group of players in this group that that did this probably should have turned that off and just went with their their own individual party chats is what they should have done. And this entire issue would have be completely avoided, but they didn't. And so these people that they attacked heard this. Apparently, let me just break down what happened. This one guy uh, was uh, talking to a bunch of low levels and somebody in the group of low levels said, hey, your outfit looks cute. And he basically said, yeah, he's not down with, with uh, homosexuals. And he left and he came back with his friends and they uh, killed all of them. And they said things like uh, we need to uh, <laughs> decontaminate the AIDS. Uh, they said things like queer down. Um, yeah. So these are obviously garbage human beings. Is Bethesda's response appropriate? I'm going to take this one at a time. Jason, you are the guest. We'll let you go first. Is Bethesda's response to this appropriate? Absolutely. There's absolutely no tolerance that should be, you know, seen on this as far as, you know, a, it was more than just him being homophobic. So if he had stopped at the point where he said, I'm not down with homosexuals, and then left, that would have been fine. But he 
actively recruited friends to come and harass these other players. And the fact that if you don't attack back when somebody attacks you on Fallout 76 and they do such minuscule damage, they actually killed these players. They didn't fight back. So they persistently attacked these guys and eventually killed them. That's that's going way beyond even harassment. That's, yeah, that's active active hate is what that is okay joe yeah i'm with jason uh this is this is active hate speech this was aggressive i mean it was wait we need it we i think we need to define what hate speech is here i mean they're calling calling them queers and there's a couple other words in there um, sure. Yeah. No. Um, I, I. I am well aware of what they said. Yeah. But they were. They were. Doing it. They were doing it in with the intention of causing malice, and I guarantee you, I guarantee you that as part of the Bethesda online behavior policy, whatever they call it, uh, all of this behavior is upfront uh grounds for banning okay well let's let's let me let me try to take this apart piece by piece so first bethesda doesn't have a way for anybody to report any in-game uh harassment like this they just don't i don't know why they don't but they don't so when uh this this gentleman who was harassed who was who was hunted down and and you know nickeled and dimed until his hp was zero uh, when he went to report this, he couldn't. He talked to somebody at Bethesda. They sent him a link to the Bethesda website where there was a report button. He went and clicked that link, and magically that link didn't work. Good thought. Good job, Bethesda. Uh, your trash game is trash. <laughs> yes. Um. So, so I think that's the first thing is that Bethesda really needs to I don't know get with 2019 and put in a, a report uh, there in game. Red Dead Redemption Two has it. I don't understand. Why, why, why this one doesn't. Um, so that that's the first thing. The second thing is, is yeah, okay, these guys said some things that they obviously shouldn't have said. And if they were face-to-face with somebody, I'm hard, I, I, I would be hard-pressed to believe that they would actually say these things. Again, the internet is the great equalizer. Everybody is the same. And so you feel empowered to say these things. Uh, number two, I'm not really sure you can qualify this as actual hate speech. Um, so a lot of uh, like normally when, when, when people define hate speech, there's a, a a violent act that follows. I'm going, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that the fictional players in this dumpster fire of a game are still fictional and they do not actually exist. Even avatars, your avatar is not an extension of you as a person, especially in an, in a, in a, in a world like fallout 76 is open world. They weren't going against the person. They they didn't even know the sexual orientation of these gentlemen. But they were responding to a thing that the guy said in It doesn't in it, it doesn't matter. There could be role play. It's like the guy from uh, No Man's Sky, I believe it was, where he said he would he would never uh take orders from a woman. And he's role playing as that. Is that hate speech? Is is tying up a feminist in Red Dead Redemption 2. And throwing her on the railroad tracks. Yeah, but or they're not. Her he's to not. An alligator. He's not tying up a fake feminist. He's responding. No, he's tying up a fake avatar. No, but he's he's responding thing. to what 
the guy said to him through voice chat. He's responding in voice chat to what the other guy said. It's like on a phone call the same way. The guy said he looked cute. He said he wasn't down with that. Sure. Yeah. 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 It's not. Yeah, he wasn't down with that. Yeah. It's right. not. He's not responding to some uh, scripted event. He's not responding to some feminists that are NPCs. Shh, okay. He's responding. Sure. He's responding to a thing but that the a real violence, person said. No, you're right. But the violence perpetrated is still fake. But it's against like real people in their avatars, right? Okay, but okay, but vi- but words don't hurt. But it's st- so it's, it's not words cannot be violent. It's still hate speech. It's called hate, it's speech, hate speech because speech. it's speech. It, it's not. It's hate called crimes. hate speech because people can't handle uh, things anymore. That we're per- per- uh, perpetually offended by everything. Well, regardless if That's you agree what, with what hate speech is or not, this is still. I don't believe it's hate speech. Hate speech. Now look, I think Bethesda. I think Bethesda has a right to ban these guys. It's their servers. They don't want them on it. Fine, ban them. I don't care. Right. Cap- capitalism at, at, at its finest. You don't want them on there. Get them out of there. Great. But I think to qualify this as hate speech is a is a bridge too far. It was is it out of line? Absolutely. Is it is it unbecoming? Absolutely. Do they have a right to say it? Absolutely. Do you have a right not to like it? Absolutely. So let's take it out of context. Let's say that this wasn't in a virtual world, that this happened in the real world. Would it be hate speech at that point? Would did they kill everybody? This, Afterwards, yeah, the killing doesn't have anything to do with the speech part of hate speech, Crowley. Then no, it's not hate speech. Well, I don't. I don't, in, a, I don't in, a, in a legal definition, it does. So hate speech is is a, a legal term where they can go for um, extra sentencing or extra punishment because of the nature of the crime. Right. So if there was so, no crime committed other than these guys just saying this to people, uh, no, I don't. Whatever. There's no law against it. No, there's not. So no, it's not hate speech. It's, but it's dumb. If if, the, if they were not in a virtual world, if they had said the things that they had said, and actually had killed people while saying it, would that be hate speech? Well, sure. So, but okay. They, so, but they what's didn't. the difference between doing this? Well, but there are real people behind those avatars. Where but do those we draw avatars, that line? sure. But those avatars respawn. They didn't lose anything, to my knowledge, and they were just able to go to another server and completely avoid the bullies. So, so just I'm, I'm not seeing the problem. Hate speech is speech that attacks a person or group on the basis of race, religion, ethical origin, sexual orientation, and it is speech that you don't protected. agree with. It's, it's just speech you don't agree with. Yes, that's all hate speech is. Sure. Okay, well, but, I don't. But this is sure. Still I don't that. care. And this is still my point. I, I know you don't care. My point is that this is still that. And by that, any single online behavior policy for any game is going to say that this is a bannable offense. This would be banned anywhere. Yeah, probably. Yes. And again, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with the banning. I think they may have gone too far. I think I'd suspend them for a couple of months. They're going to find, you know, unless they're they're locking down their IP address. What are they going to do if they move or they get a new uh, internet service provider? Or a VPN. Right, right. Or a VPN. There's no way you can really ban these guys. No, it's a symbolic yeah. gesture. Right. So it's useless. <laughs> to but all the with. all of the progress and money that they've pumped into the game so far is gone. 
<laughs> sure. But it was a dumpster. Like, look, I, I, yeah. I guess I, if I were to look, it's a dumpster fire of a game to begin with. If I, sure. If yeah. I want to go out with a bang, I mean, I suppose that's one way to do it. I'm not condoning what they did. Please don't write letters. What they did is awful. <laughs> it's atrocious. You should never treat people like this. Gamers need to be above this kind of stuff. Like, I get that there's a lot of 12 year olds that learn words, you know, that they probably wouldn't have learned if not for gaming. I understand that, but treat people with with some respect. Uh, but I don't agree with with a hate speech label, pretty much at any point ever. I just I just don't I don't I, you I, I can't equate it to that. But Bethesda's free to do this, but it's kind of a losing proposition for them. They're going to come back. Get rid of proximity chat. Like that's what you should do. Is just get. I don't even understand it. Get rid of proximity chat. I don't want to talk with people anyway. I barely want to talk with you two tonight. I turned off proximity (laughs) chat in Red Dead. Right, I did too. I just don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to talk to. Like just seriously, especially because of the twelve-year-old gamers. So good on Bethesda for, I guess you know, cracking down on these guys. But come on, gamers, we're better than this. Right. Uh, so let's, I suppose we should probably move on because everyone's tired of listening to me rant. Uh, <laughs> so there were some leaks this week from by, by Sony that I gave exactly one drop of monkey piss about. Joe, what are these leaks about? Did we get a PS5 preview or did we not? Uh, it's tough to say. Looks like it could be fake. Looks like it may or possibly not. I mean, we don't know. Um, that's the nature of leaks, but the the... And then they had a leak of some cartridge tech, and that's actually a uh, a patent they filed for a new cartridge powered handheld. Uh, are, are they going to not support it like they not supported the Vita? I'm sure that's exactly what's going to happen. Uh, then I'll probably buy it and then never be able to play. <laughs> you know, the Vita was a waste. That was good hardware, and then right uh, that thing could have been so just good. Sitting there. Oh, it's like, please play me. I'm like, why? There's nothing to play. Just get out of here, Vita. Go, go talk to Sony. Your dad screwed up. The The bigger question for me here is uh, seeing PS5 talk coming so soon, seeing new, maybe some kind of Switch competitor handheld. Yeah. Um, are we seeing, going back a couple of weeks here, uh, are we seeing the Sony pull out of E3 because they are focused so far down the road that they've got nothing coming? I mean, we already know all the big games that they've announced for next year. They only had, what, four games at E3 last year that they talked about? They just have nothing to talk about. Is next year going to be pretty empty for us PS4 players? Is that a rhetorical question aimed at me? I don't. I don't think that it is. I think, I don't know. Jason, you can give your thoughts on this here after I, after mine i suppose i don't think that it's it's that there's not going to be anything to play it's that there are other other avenues to inform the players on what's coming out other than just e3 we we saw uh xo18 a few weeks ago uh nintendo does their nintendo direct quarterly uh i'm sure sony could do something like that there is zero reason for e3 no i i think e3 is on its on its deathbed anyway and Sony has had the Sony event there, whatever they call that. Um, they canceled it this year because they didn't have anything to talk about. Uh, is it that they didn't have anything yeah, to that talk was, about? That was their, or is it that their, their official reasoning was they didn't have enough to show? See, I, I think that that's, I don't know, that's poor marketing in my opinion. That's poor judgment to say that. Jason, what are your thoughts on this? 
Yeah, so at this point, E3 is just a marketing tool, and it seems like the larger publishers are getting away from E3 because they can spend just about as much money, if not maybe a little more, and control all of it. Uh, they can have you know full control over the event, and they don't have other publishers that are taking away their spotlight. Um, I think that's what uh, Xbox is doing now. That's what Nintendo has done. That's what EA has done. Neither one of them really participate in E3. They have their own own forums and own venues. So, I mean, I don't know that E3 is still really relevant anymore. I mean, it started out as uh, a way for retailers to kind of gauge how many games they needed to order from various publishers. And then the press got involved and uh, hyped it up. And then they opened it up to the public. Then they decided, now we don't want the public here anymore. Uh, that was a weird couple of years for E3. Um, <laughs> and it's it's taken, you know, it's taken almost a, a decade for the numbers to come back up where they were before 2007 and 2008. So I, I don't know that E3 is still relevant today. Yeah, I don't I don't think that it is. I mean, I, I just don't see it. I, I mean, I, I know what you're saying, Joe, that if Sony doesn't have anything, then Sony doesn't have anything. And is it that they're pulling all their resources right now to put out a switch killer and the new PS5? I don't know that that's the right answer either. I think that maybe Sony is going to get away from these large type of conventions altogether and go with something like what Nintendo does. So if you had to call it quarterly thing, if you had to call it right now, say 2020 Sony has a PS five ready to announce, do they skip E3? Do they not announce it at E3? I would, I would absolutely skip E3 and I would throw my own party at the same time because I guarantee you, you're going to get just as many people there as you will have at E3. And that will be your E3 killer. That's exactly what I would do if I were Sony, because there's zero reason for 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 your E3. I mean, Jason just laid it out. I think though. Yeah. I mean, it's it's irrelevant. I think they'll be there. I don't. Maybe maybe they don't have a press conference, but I bet if they have a PS5 in 2020, they'll have a booth at least. Let me ask you this: If they put on a co- a convention in the in the same vicinity as E3, and they announced, "Hey, you're going to see our next gen console." exclusively at this convention and we're going to have two days for everybody to come see it and it's going to be you know right in the middle of e3 does e3 attendance fall maybe for press to some degree but that's going to depend you don't think that's going to depend on if sony opens it up to the public if sony opens up their event to the public people will probably go to that instead of e3 jason yeah, I mean, E3 already restricts the number of tickets that they release to the public. I think they're only doing like, I don't know, 15,000 this year, and that's up from previous years. Um, but yeah, I think if uh, if they do their own event, people will flock to the, the Sony event, and they'll, they'll have, you know, much more creative control over how they release the materials. And um, yeah, I think that would be another blow to E3 to have a, a large publisher pull out again. Yeah, I think by 2025, I, I, I see E3 being less than 5,000 people there. In fact, they, they probably won't even have 5,000 tickets to give out. It's going to be a very small thing. I don't think E3 will go away that easily. And I think they'll they'll work hard to try to get people 
in there, but I just see it dying by 2025. That'll probably be its last year, if not sooner. If they don't restructure, for sure. Uh, speaking of things that everybody kind of thinks suck, Nintendo's creators program is shutting down. <laughs> what is this about? I Look, I'm going to be honest. Like Nintendo was off my radar until, I don't know, this year at some point when I bought a Switch. Because I just, Nintendo had lost all credibility with me. And it kind of seems like this creators program would have just cemented that for me. Yeah, I don't know how much did you look into what the creators program was or were you aware of what it was prior to seeing it shut down? I was not aware of what it was prior to seeing this article. No, sir. It was it was a really bad article or article, really bad policy for uh, people who wanted to stream Nintendo games that basically meant Nintendo got all of their streaming revenue if they wanted to stream at all. And you had to sign up and apply in order to be allowed to stream Nintendo's stuff. Um, and that's all That's all going away now. Oh, there are some, some weird caveats to their new guidelines. But um, I think in general, this is a step in the right direction. The only weird caveat is that you can't uh, stream straight gameplay without commentary. That's a weird one for me. Well, what the... <laughs> like do they care what the commentary is do they want me to get up and start talking about what's hate speech and what isn't hate speech <laughs> they probably don't want I, that <laughs> probably not it. i don't i like if i was nintendo i'd be like yeah i'm all right with you just streaming it without commentary like that seems like that would be the safer option it i don't know jason like what are your thoughts option. Well, I didn't understand Nintendo's insistence on the creators program to begin with whenever they first launched it and were pulling down YouTube videos because they were saying that they were copyright infringement. I think it's the same debacle that Paramount put themselves in whenever they started pulling down Star Trek videos that fans had made. And I think it really hurt their brand and uh, really put the fan base against them. Um, i I think it's good that they're finally, you know, relaxing the reins on the creators program. I don't understand the the streaming aspect where you have to have commentary on top of it either. I mean, it's somebody playing a game. It's not like it's you're you're violating intellectual property. You're just playing a game. Um, in fact, you could you could say that you're creating your own intellectual property as a derivative at that point. But right. And I'm not sure that it's it's really enforceable. Of course, they're going to throw DMCA takedowns left and right if uh, you violate that, and then you got to fight that. But yeah, I don't know. It's a weird thing. We kind of touched on it a little bit tonight with with talking about Bethesda and how they've treated their customers. And I'll, I'll go back to my point where fanboys are very rabid. We are a rabid bunch with Star Wars, Star Trek, Nintendo, Sony, Xbox, and we're very uh, just uh, rabid is the the word that I can I, I can only think of right now to to describe what a fanboy is. And when when these companies inevitably underestimate the fanboy level of their properties, man it can turn quickly because that that rabidness of love quickly turns into just an overwhelming amount of hate towards the same brand that not two months ago you were absolutely in love with and were preaching the virtues of it from every rooftop you could possibly find. 
Yeah, I mean, these are these are your most devoted fans. These are the people that are passionate about your product, and these are the people that spread the word and evangelize your product. These are your apologists whenever you screw up. So, you know, making enemies of them is an awful PR move, and I don't know why companies do it. I don't think Nintendo understands the internet just in general. <laughs> I don't I don't mean I don't mean just about the streamers, but just in general their their online like the friend codes and the switch online i mean online service it's all it's all like a weird out of touch i don't quite understand what the internet is kind of the take on this stuff it's like 2005 technology in 2018 yeah it's weird <laughs> they're just out of touch they just don't get it i don't know maybe nintendo and bethesda ought to team up oh boy <laughs> God. All right. Well, speaking of, you know what? We're going to skip the whole is Red Dead Redemption 2 racist because I don't have another rant in me tonight. <laughs> I really don't. I, I'll leave it in the show notes. You can go look at it. Somebody uh, over over at Paste decided that Red Dead Redemption 2 is racist. Spoiler, it's not. <laughs> All right, so now let's just, I guess, jump into Red Dead Redemption 2 Online. Jason, have you had a chance to jump into to RDR2 uh, Online? I have. I've, I've jumped into it a couple days this weekend. I got it on Thursday um, as a pre-order uh, person and uh, got through the tutorial and into some of the, the meat of the online experience uh, where I promptly got shot in the back by... Hedo 117. So if you're the person that shot me in the back, <laughs> congratulations. I was just riding to the camp that was randomly moved all the way across the map, trying to uh, get over there so I could uh, save and exit, and you shot me. So congrats. What's what's with moving the camp? Can we talk about that for a second? I don't why know. Is, why can't I just camp wherever I want? I think I the intention is that the camp stays kind of close to you all the time, but that does not work. The camp is no. all over the place. I it's awful. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a fan of that. I'm, I'm I'm just not. I don't I don't I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Uh let's talk about the posse system. Are you possied up, Jason? I I did um just for about five minutes. I I went into the posse menu to see how it worked, to see, you know, what it would take to to create a posse. And apparently if you don't have two hundred dollars ready. You can't create a permanent posse, and it just throws you into a random temp posse. So once I saw that, I jumped out pretty quick because I don't want to <laughs> play with a bunch of randos. Right. Uh, nobody wants to play with randos. Joe and I had quite the time last night trying to figure out how to do a posse because it had been a few days since either of us had been through the tutorial. And we just still don't have $200 between us. <laughs> uh, and I couldn't figure it out for the life of me. He couldn't figure it out. I tried to, and then when I got into the menu, I tried to send him an invite to a private posse. Man, I'm just telling you, I'm going to screw up, and it's not going to sound like posse one time. I'm just everybody. Just, <laughs> uh, so I try, I tried to do that, and that didn't work. I mean, I understand this is beta, but making a posse seems to be like. That would be the important thing to it do. It was hard enough it. for both of us that we stopped trying for a little while and just took turns shooting each other in the head. <laughs> we did. That was maybe the most fun I've had in online for a while. Was just like I ran up, I was running up to him, and I'm like, "Hey!" And then all of a sudden, I'm dead. And I'm like, "Did you shoot me?" And he's laughing. Yeah, I shot you in the head. 
<laughs> I was doing curls with my left hand to and be I shot fair, you with my right to hand. To be fair, you killed me first. All right, bud. Well, yeah, because you totally weren't expecting it. And I was like, okay, yeah, I was in the menu trying to invite you me. to a posse, which is almost impossible. Yeah, you were dead. It was great. It was it was fun times, and then you ruined it by shooting me again, and then it was on. Then I killed your horse dead. <laughs> you killed my horse dead. I had to wait for my horse to revive before we could go anywhere. I had a horse. Damn. I rode away on it. Oh, you're a terrible person. You're a terrible person. Like, ha, 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 I'm doing curls still. Ha, ha, ha. <sighs> I, I just I don't like the 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 posse system. I mean, I think it's a great idea. And I think that I'm hoping that Rockstar takes this beta and kind of tweaks some things. And that would be near the top of my list. However, the top of my list would be, good God, could I have some money, please? Oh, the economy is terrible. Yeah, it is. Gosh, it's so hard to make money in this game. Right? Like, can I just buy it? I will give you real monies in exchange for fake monies that will let me buy a posse permanently i want seven people it'll be like the magnificent seven <laughs> crowley so, and i killed everybody in valentine and made about two dollars we did, we, did. we killed everybody in valentine oh and wow then we, we we looted all of them in between us we had like six dollars seventy cents and that was like with all the lawmen coming and then we'd shoot them i spent more in ammo than guns. we got Right. It was ridiculous like amount of ammo. And then like a bunch of players saw that we had destroyed Valentine. So then they came over and then was a big shootout at the OK Corral is just awful. And by awful, I mean, it was the greatest thing ever. This has such potential to be so cool. Just yes. give me monies. Yes. So you basically came out with a net loss because you expended more <laughs> ammunition than oh, you like made in money. A big net yeah. loss. A huge night loss. Absolutely. Oh, it's man. terrible. Like, I don't understand why. I mean, I guess I get it. It's new. They want to make everybody get kind of grind for it and get the feel of the world. And you have to explore and this, that, and the other. I don't want to have to grind hunting to make money. And even that, like I was reading somebody, and I don't even remember who it was. It certainly wasn't Kotaku, but it might have been someone like that, <laughs> uh, who said, you know, look, just go hunt in the world, and that's a good way to make money. No, you're making like 50 cents. 50 cents is a lot. I had a lot of corpses no, with two not. cents on it. You have to do that a thousand times I, to get $500? I, I know. No, I don't want to kill a thousand so you, fake creatures. You're basically going to wipe out the animal population on the map in order <laughs> to make ecosystem, a posse. Absolutely. The ecosystem of Red Dead Redemption 2 is done for. Yeah. Although done I, for. I will this say is, I played ahead from where we were a few more story missions into the online campaign, which I didn't know there was even going to be. Um, right. And the last mission I did was a pretty big train heisty kind of thing, and I got like 43 bucks for it. So that was going to be my question, was maybe you can make all your money through the, the story or the campaign mode. Well, then we need to go through the campaign but, mode, man. But even still, right now I have been like – Buying only like carrots for me and the horse, buying as little ammo as I can, <laughs> Wait, trying to be you careful. And your, you and your horse are sharing dinners now. <laughs> oh, for sure, dude. It, you, it is money is tight. You gotta save. You gotta save where you it's can. It's like a ramen noodle. It's a ramen noodle diet of the of the old west. But it's just nah, 
Who's gonna eat horse horse food? I'm Here, here's an here's an oat cake. I'll share it with you there, Trigger. And I'm still only up to like sixty five bucks. <laughs> you made forty three on one job. What are you doing with it? With Buying what? Carrots. Where else do you get it? <laughs> Buying carrots. I don't know, but forty three dollars. That's literally you're a quarter of the way to where you need to be to get a permanent posse just do yeah, four the, more of those the mission before that i got four dollars for so it, like let's put it in perspective you're not getting forty dollars for every mission okay <laughs> yeah but right now you're probably one of the richest people in red dead redemption right? yeah, don't tell anybody what my go username is i don't want them to find me <laughs> dude you need to go get a bath right now and then get the deluxe bath and the lady comes in and she starts rubbing down your legs. No, I purposefully made my guy as dirty and disgusting as possible. And he's going to stay that way. No, you did. You got a big shaggy beard and long hair. I took his shirt off today. He's not even wearing that dirty shirt anymore. (laughs) I I don't even understand. My guy looks like a woman dressed up as a man. Like he looked all tough when I was creating him. And then I got in in the world. I'm like, just look like a chick put on a big fake mustache. (laughs) What am I doing? Where did I go wrong with this character? It's so terrible. I don't even know anymore. Well, God. You, you put a mustache on a chick. I think that's where you <laughs> went wrong. <laughs> I didn't even know that was an option. Does your guy look tough, Jason? Does he at least look the part? Or? I kind of, yeah. I mean, uh, he looks a lot like um, he looks like a lot like Doc Holliday from Tombstone. So. The uh, uh, the the main character Arthur Morgan during the story mode, uh, I had taken a screenshot of what I, I had him all decked out in, and I got him a haircut, and you know trimmed and styled his beard, and somebody said, you know he looked like a, a poor man's Val Kilmer. That's exactly and, what mine looks like, <laughs> right? And I was like, I'll be your Huckleberry. Let's do this. All right, uh, let's let's can we rate this? Like I know that it's beta, and I know we haven't spent a lot of time on it, but we do want to get to a couple of other things here real quick. But you know, so I, I, can we rate this? Do you think you guys can put a rating on this? I think so. I, I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a seven with the potential of like literally an eleven out of ten. I'm gonna give it like a five with the potential of like twelve. Dude, a haircut is twenty bucks. It's just, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Is- I'm gonna give oh, it like a right, five. That's how this is how this whole thing started in Valentine. Yeah, is you went in to get a haircut at, at the saloon, and I started a, a a a bar fight, a bar brawl, with some dude, and then everybody, and then somebody pulled out a gun. One of the NPCs pulled out a gun, and I had to absolutely kill everybody. I went in to get a haircut, and literally all of the money I had saved so far playing wasn't <laughs> enough for a haircut. Nice, <laughs> nice, Jason. What do you give this game? This, this so, online mode. I was originally going to give it a seven myself, um, knocked down for the tedious tutorial that they put at the beginning. I've already played the game. I know how this works, so you don't need to reteach me the entire game all over again. And then getting shot in the back. I really wish they'd had a separate PvP area. Um, But with the the current economy that you guys are are describing, I'm going to knock it down to a six. And if they correct all that, I think it could be like a, a 10, a solid yeah. 10. Yeah, it this has is, so much this potential. Is, just don't screw it up like Battlefront 2 there, Rockstar. <laughs> Please don't do that. All right, let's just real quick. Have you played any of the Spider-Man DLC, uh, the, the, the Hammerhead DLC there, Joe? I played through the whole thing today. 
that ending, right? Uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, you don't like it? <laughs> so I liked the ending until the post-credit stinger. After that, when the post-credit stinger came, I was kind of like, eh, again. No, but that, okay, look, spoiler alert. I'm spoiling all this for you. So, so the detective that Spider Cop was working with goes all rogue and she ends up shooting Hammerhead in the head. He, when Spider-Man tries to save her from doing that so she, you know, she doesn't turn into a criminal, he can't do it fast enough, Hammerhead dies. Spoiler alert, double at the end, he's not dead. So he's alive, which means she didn't commit murder, which means she only committed attempted murder, which is still bad, but not nearly as bad as murder. I just don't want any so, more Hammerhead. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah. I was kind of bummed when he came back to life because that means there's going to be more Hammerhead. Jason, have you played Spider-Man? I have not. I uh, oh, I don't have a PS4, so... Oh, you need to rectify that immediately, sir. Well, and so I've got access to a PS4, and I plan on possibly picking that up and playing it over some Christmas break time, so... Attaboy. There right. we go. Good. Good enough. All right. Uh, we're not covering this. We're not covering Let's Go Evie. Evie. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> we're not covering it. I have played but I that. But I can oh pet my, my Evie. Oh, my God. It's so good. Fine, you two can fanboy out about Pokemon Go. Oh, I'm not fanboying out on it. <laughs> it's not fun. It's super fun. I love it. No. Oh, Jason, why is this not super fun? Please enlighten me. So, first off, if you play two-player, it breaks the game. I mean, you're just so overpowered as two people against one Pokemon trainer. There's no chance. Um, and second, that. this is basically just Pokemon Petting Simulator 2018. <laughs> Who wants to pet a Pokemon? Seriously, Joe, this is what you play? Is this what you play after you've bench pressed cars in the gym all day? <laughs> a little bit. Like You're just like, I want to go home and I want to pet some Pokemons. That's all I want to do. Look, it's a, I could do it's curls a, with my left hand a, and po- really pet them pretty, with my right. It's a really pretty, really good remake of Pokemon Yellow Jeez, with... No. No. Yes, it's what it is. It's no, great. No. There's some petting involved. There's a little petting added, but the petting yeah. actually has some bearing on the combat in the game. I hope. I hope somebody skips ahead to this part and they just hear <laughs> Joe going, "No, there's some petting in it. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> just a little petting in it." I just want that so bad. Wouldn't be inaccurate. <laughs> Good God! Don't play this game. Go play uh, that let's game. Star. Star Trek Fleet Commander. We'll cover that next week. It's on mobile. I really like it. Joe seems to really like I it. I do. So, yeah, please look forward to that. Let's get into the games we missed 2018 series. Uh, and, yes, God of War still sucks, so we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Dead Cells from the Nintendo Switch. Now, Jason, have you had a chance to play this or look at any of the gameplay? I have seen some of the gameplay. I have not had a chance to play it. Um, roguelikes are kind of the bane of my existence and platformers add to that. So yeah, <laughs> this, this isn't my type of game. This is it not looks my really GM good either. It does. And I, I bought it $25. You can get it on the uh, Nintendo store. What do they call it? The E store. Yep. I don't even know. It's available everywhere. Whatever. Why would you go to target or best buy and buy this? Just no, download. I mean, it's available to- on all platforms, not like at all stores. Oh, what, what it's on it's on everywhere? Yeah, I think so. Oh, it's at least on PC and Switch. I think it's on um I don't care. PlayStation and Xbox. I don't care. I don't care. It's don't so care. good. 
I it's so all right. So I understand if you if roguelikes and platformers are not really your thing, this probably isn't for you. But man, it's fast. The combat is super tight. It's really fun. There's like rewarding progression. There's daily challenge. I still do the daily every day. It's great. It's okay. This game is okay. I don't hate it. And platformers and rogues are they're not my jam. I don't I don't particularly care for them. I grew up during that time where you had like Castlevania, the side scrollers. Mm-hmm. Not my thing, man. Not my thing. See, and if like it's, it's not your thing and you still don't hate it, I'm that going says a to lot object- about it. Right, I'm going to give this an objective review. Like, I know everybody out there is like, Kirby's just going to poo-poo this. He's just going to say this like a three. So you've got to automatically add like five to his score and make it an eight. No, You are stop. a little negative. You are a negative Nancy there. Why don't you just branch press a car while I talk about this game? All right. So this game is silly. You are a dead person with no tongue. You can't talk, which seems to be a Nintendo thing. Like, there is no voice acting in this game, which it's come on, guys. But this how many a, times do I have to tell you it's 2018? It's not a Nintendo Get game. Get some voice though. acting. It doesn't matter. It was, I play it on the Switch, so to me, it's a Nintendo game. Fair. Uh, uh, it's, it's a side scroller, man. That's all it is. You're jumping around on platforms, doing things, and you've got to figure out. There, there are puzzles, but it's not. The puzzle is which direction do I go? It's basically the puzzle. Unless I haven't run into anything else is there any other puzzles that you have to do or is it just i can't figure out where to go no i mean it's a little metroidvania like you unlock abilities that bring you to new areas um there's also i don't know did you even make it to a boss fight yet yes and i round i i I lost yeah okay um badly a lot the, the the big thing to this game the hook so to speak is that as you unlock more weapon types that you can find out in the world. Um, you find them when you're playing through and the game kind of chooses your loadout for you that way. And you have to, to figure out how to beat everybody with the weapons you're given. There's puzzles involved with like, well, now I have these traps as my main weapon. And last time I had a sword and the time before that, it was a really good bow and that changes the combat style and you have to adjust yourself in your play style accordingly. This okay, you know what? That would suck me in if this didn't look like a 1994 special. See, I if like this, the way it if looks. The, but if the graphics were better and it was less retro, that kind of gameplay would suck me in. I also don't like how the levels change when you die. Oh, I like yeah, that. That's, so that's so that the like aspect. Yeah, the whole the whole point, like the whole story behind this is somebody's doing an experiment and like you you pass your body every time you die, at least on the first in the first boss area, right? Yeah, you start like to there's just big piles of your body. Yeah, you start like, to see that big looks piles like me. of you, yeah. You're like, "Oh. Oh, okay." And then like you can see his inner monologue apparently cuz he can't talk, he doesn't have a tongue. It's just it's very it, it's a good premise for a game. I just can't handle this throwback, man. If you get rid of the platformer, the side scroller, and you keep every other aspect of it, I would probably, probably dig this game. Yeah, I think just the platforming nature of it is something that you don't dig. But as somebody who likes platformers, that aspect doesn't bother me. 
And I think this game is really solid everywhere else also. I was surprised by how... So it's it's a dark story, right? And so the set pieces are dark. Yeah. I was surprised by how vivid and how even vibrant. I will I'll use that word even though the set pieces are meant to look dark. The game looks it's a great art direction. Oh yeah, super think, colorful. Yeah, I think it looks very well. It it it's it's not a terrible game. I've tried and I'll probably continue to play it just because I'll want a challenge. And God of War is not giving me that challenge. It's just this game repeat. is a challenge. Yeah, this game, man, I wanted to throw my Switch. Like maybe I shouldn't have bought it on the Switch. Maybe I should have bought it somewhere else. Don't throw your Switch. I, I want to throw my Switch. I don't even know. I don't even know. I'm gonna give this game man. I'm gonna give this game a six. Six and a half. Joe, what are you giving this game? Uh I would give this game a nine. Okay. Apparently I'm gonna have to come up with a, a, an algorithm for you. Listen. To, give the people the real score both those both the games i've given nines to are games that i liked a lot all right i could give fallout 70 no, i did not give fallout me, 76 and nine all right i'm giving fallout 76 <laughs> like a zero okay zero. given that a dumpster to be on fire in uh, let, let me ask you this would joe would this be in in, in your top 10 list of games for 2018 yes this is definitely in my top 10 for 2018 I don't I don't know about that. I think it's a good I think for twenty five dollars, go pick it up. I, I think it's a buy. I'm I absolutely think you should should pick it up. I'm curious to see. So th- the game opens up a lot after you get through the first boss the first time. I'm curious yeah, but I'm old and I suck at games. Yeah, but I'm just curious <laughs> to see if you do continue to play it, if your opinion changes at all after you start seeing know. the rest but, of look, it. Look, I'll try to I'll try to get some game time in this week between killing everybody in Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, yes. And, and and this Star Trek game that is sucking my will to live on mobile. Good god. And I'm going to I I need to play Creed this week on PSVR. I've I got a lot to do, Joe. You don't understand. I understand. The amount of No, I have no time. You're over there bench pressing cars and you're like doing curls while you're playing video. I can't do that, man. I can't. I've got too many things to do. Too many things to do. Uh, Jason, thank you so much for, for coming on the program this week and, and uh, you know, giving us your point of view, tell everybody where they can find your podcast one more time. Uh, it is at smoking and drinking in space.com. Uh, you can find it on iTunes, Google play, Stitcher, pod chaser, uh, blueberry, anywhere that you get a podcast. Everywhere where podcasts are sold. Yes, no. or not even sold. They're free. <laughs> I mean, they're free. That's right. Jason, again, thank you so much. Go check out his podcast. I I, I dig it. It is, it's a fun listen. Uh, you and your, uh, your co-host, Red, are very entertaining. Well, thank you, and thanks for having me on. No, th- thanks for coming on. The pleasure was, was all ours. Uh, Joe, thanks again for for coming in and sitting, sitting uh, in and, and talking, you know, games with me, sir. Glad to be here. It's fun. I'll tell everybody where they can find you. Uh, Eargloomedia.com. Uh, go up to the top, hit the Discord button, join our Discord server, and uh, you too can, you know, talk to Joe about bench pressing cars and doing curls while having a shootout. That's not all Valentine. I do, you know. What else do you do? 
I'm also like a mechanic. Oh, I'm sorry. That was a rhetorical question. I don't really care. That's Joe. That's Jason. I'm Crowley. We'll see you next week.